0: week I have the pleasure of introducing Sensi Graves. Sensi is a professional kite surfer and entrepreneur and she has started her own bikini label called Sensi Bikinis. You can find her at Instagram at Sensi Bikinis and online at SensiGravesBikinis.com. Today we talk about the importance of having mentals in your life, how she's got through her limiting beliefs and feeling enough, Her fears and how she's broken through them to be the unstoppable and unshakable woman that she is today. Cool, so welcome Sensi. I'm so, so excited to have you with us today. This is going to be such an awesome podcast and I'm so stoked that you're coming on with us to talk to us all about you and everything that you've done so far and your whole journey and I'm just so excited. So first off, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the crew and, and tell us your story and how you came about to where you are now.
1: Thank you. I am excited to be here. I'm stoked to be able to share my story with everyone and hopefully it inspires listeners. So thanks for taking the time to do this.
0: Yeah, it's awesome.
1: My name is Sensi Graves. I'm a professional kiteboarder and the founder of Sensi Graves Bikinis, which is a women's swimmer line. It's for active women and our mission is to empower women in water sports by giving them the tools they need, that's their bikini, and the confidence <laughs> that they can rely on. <laughs> and so I have actually been in business for seven years and I've been a professional kiteboarder that entire time so it's a total balance of those two things that totally support one another but are also really hard and so that's something that I'm looking forward to sharing with the listeners today is let's get behind the screen and uncover what really goes on in the life of a professional athlete and a, a founder of a company because it's it sounds glamorous, but <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a lot that's under the surface.
0: Yeah, let's show them what's you, what you're really made of, hey. <laughs> awesome. So um, the first thing I'd love to ask, and I'm going to be asking all my listeners, is what your morning routine is. What do you do to set yourself up for success every morning?
1: I love this question because I... Have a morning routine, and I think that it's really important. So let's just start with that. It's like it really, truly makes a difference to set yourself up for a positive day, to have things that you do that are setting the tone for the day. Yeah. So a great, great lead-off question. My morning routine, and preface it with saying that it doesn't happen every day. That's okay. We're not going for perfection here. We're going for <laughs> as <laughs> consistency as, as we could possibly make it. But I like to wake up and... I like to not check my phone first thing. I think that's a real key thing. We oftentimes turn over and immediately check our phones. So I really have gotten into the habit of not doing that. And instead, just kind of being at peace with my thoughts a little bit and saying thank you for the day. I think that's a really great way to start is just be grateful for where you are and what you're doing. And grateful for another day on this planet.
0: Yeah, that's so So that's how I
1: initial thoughts. Um, and then I get up and... I make a, actually, usually I get up and work out immediately because I find that if I don't work out really first thing, it tends to not happen as much, so <laughs> <laughs> I like to get up and get my workout in, and then I make a cup of hot water with lemon. Lemon is really alkalizing for the body. Yes. It really flushes out the system. It's good for the metabolism. It kind of rev starts it. Yeah. I like to take my cup of hot water with lemon, and I sit and do a little journal exercise, and my journal exercise consists of three things. First, I list everything I have great floor. And that's because one of my favorite quotes is um, its attributed to Oprah. I don't know if she actually said it. But it says, if you don't appreciate what you have, you'll never have enough. And so I try and always be appreciative for everything that I have because we really, truly have so much. We have so much. We're so lucky. So I list those out. And then I do... What am I going to do to enjoy the day?
0: Nice. Because I
1: think really the purpose with, yeah, right? I mean, the purpose with, with life and being here is, is to enjoy your time. And so if you can create even, even a little bit of awareness of how am I going to spark a little bit of joy today? How am I? What am I going to do to make sure that I'm having a, a great day? And that can be e- as easy as I'm going to go for a 10-minute walk on my lunch break. Or I'm going to sit with my cup of coffee for a half-hour break when I need it and get up from my desk <laughs> Put it in the middle of the morning. Or I'm going to eat pizza tonight at my child's birthday party. Whatever it is, that, <laughs> or I'm going to go kiting for an hour. Yeah. You know, can apply to all sorts of things, but it's just acknowledging what it is that is going to give you some joy because... We need to find those yeah, key pieces. That's so
0: we call that the joy menu and make sure that we ah! have like a little joy menu and every day we can pick one of the things on the menu of what to do. I love it. I that
1: yeah, you should post that because it would be awesome to see sometimes it's like you run out of ideas and sometimes you're like what am I gonna <laughs> do today? It shouldn't be this hard.
0: <laughs> no, it's not that hard. The menu.
1: And then um, my third thing is affirmations. Awesome. I really believe in telling yourself that you're awesome and telling yourself all the things that you want to cultivate in your life so that they feel more accessible because the brain... I've worked a lot on self-belief and getting over limiting beliefs and you can create habits through what you think and you might not internally believe, your subconscious might not yet believe that, let's say, you are a wealth magnet. That's an affirmation of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but if you continue to to tell yourself that your habits and your actions are going to change so that you start doing things so that you become a wealth, wealth magnet and then internally slowly you'll start changing your subconscious belief around it and there's a lot of um different books you can read on that so i won't get too much into the affirmations but i find them to be totally helpful for keeping going when you're not feeling awesome and starting the day in a super positive way so that's my morning
0: routine. I love that. I love affirmations as well. I think they're so powerful, and I think if more people did them, more people would see some serious changes in their lives. Like we think it's stupid, but actually they are just—they're insane. Like they really are amazing. What you can—what you can do just saying something to yourself, right? Uh-huh. That's cool. I love that. That's really awesome. So, um, tell us, how did you get first started in kite surfing? Um, and you're, you're cool to adventure. Like, what was that? What did you want to get from it?
1: I started kite surfing relatively late in life, given kiting is a young sport, so it hasn't been around that long, but I didn't start kiting until I was 20. Now, that being said, I grew up being super active. I have three brothers, and we were always competing with one another. I played basketball. I wakeboarded. I snowboarded. I played volleyball. I was just really competitive and really active. I actually moved to college in San Diego, which is in Southern California, and because I wanted to be a beach babe, because I wanted to be a surfer babe. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to like be a Lana Blanchard and live on the beach and surf all the time. Oh, so good. Uh, so I was always pursuing this adventure sports throughout my life, and I've always loved the stimulation that they give, because it's something new, it's something fresh, and you can take it so many places. So for me, experiences and stimulation have always driven me. Yeah. And with kiting, I actually didn't start, because of my own volition, I started because my dad got into it. He learned to kite the year before I did, and then the following summer, he told my three brothers and I, we're going to kiteboard. And I was like, what? I've never <laughs> heard of this sport. <laughs> no idea what it is, but soon found myself on the beaches of North Carolina, learning to kite, and I quickly fell in love with it. And I was like, this is an awesome sport. It, it provides me a stimulation, Going fast, totally (laughs) new, and it's getting all the pathways in my brain firing. And I could be in a bikini. (laughs) I'd be a beach babe. (laughs) Um, Win-win. Win-win. So (laughs) So it it was awesome to find that. And then the community was just so great around it as well. So I kept in touch with the school. And then, long story short, moved out to North Carolina to be kiteboarding instructor. And from there, it was really just... Live, sleep, eat, kiteboarding, and it's it's now my life.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's so cool, and it's it's so true. I think I have the same thing. I'm like, you mean I can go fast and I get the stimulation, and I get to be in the sea. (laughs) Like this is so good. Why would you not want to do this? What? Why would you not want to? Um, that's wicked. And so obviously that led you into making or started designing and making bikinis. Hey. So, what was it that made you want to start doing that?
1: Yeah, that's a, a great question. I have, I've always wanted to do something entrepreneurial. Actually, it, when I was in blah, elementary school, probably eleven years old or so, I started a little newspaper in my town called the Leggett Letter, which was just like one sheet of paper that I found oh, the stories so good. off the bulletin board. <laughs> I love it. You know, I didn't make any. I didn't, it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Uh, But I've always had this drive to build something myself and and own my own business, be the founder of a company. And so actually I had just graduated college. It was my second season of teaching kiting. And I was just really tired of the swimwear that was on the market. It was really, at that time, either really frumpy, meaning it was purely performance-based, really not designed well the pieces that were meant to stay on and be active it was a small selection and it just wasn't designed well they didn't use great patterns it wasn't on trend with anything I was 23 I still wanted to look great in my bikini and feel really confident yeah. while wearing it but those those weren't giving me that and then on the other side the flip side it was really the bureaucracy and billabongs of the world that were just kind of portraying this image of women stay on the beach and feeling flirty and sexy in your bikini, which can be great, right? Because we want to feel good in our bikinis. But I was like, I'm out there charging. I'm surfing. I'm kiting, I'm doing all these things. I don't want to sit on the beach. Why are we showing that image? And also, I want this pattern on the functional bikini. I want it to look good and enable me to do all the fun stuff that I love to do. And so when I couldn't find that unique combination of fashion and function, I was like, okay, spark. But I didn't actually commit to doing it until I had a couple mentors around me that were saying, hey, yeah, this is something you should do. And because of that entrepreneurial itch, I was like, okay, maybe you're right. This is something I should do. Even though I had no design background and no business background, I got a degree in communications. It was completely <laughs> off, the, off the radar. <laughs>
0: My degree is in geography, so you're all good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. So um, that kind of leads me into another question that I love, is the mentors and coaches that you had around you, like what was it that that they helped you make the decision and, and what made you commit to going for it?
1: Truly great question because it is, for me, all about the mentors that I had. I've always been really open and really good at asking questions and input is actually one of my strengths. And therefore, I was open to being like, hey, who can help me? Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about starting this. Who, who in my network can I reach out to that might be willing to give me? So I was just constantly asking questions. But there were just a few women, two women in particular, Isabella Jones and Terry Peck, who were clients of the school Real Water Sports that I worked at in North Carolina. And they were badass business women, and they had their own companies. So i had been networking with them and just talking with them in an acquaintance that, like, kind of more friendship acquaintance sense, and somehow I can't quite remember, but I just gotten on the subject of how ill-fitting bikinis were, and how I didn't appreciate them, and how I really wanted a product that worked, and how I was thinking about it could be a good business idea, uh, and because my goal was not to be a kiteboarding instructor at that <laughs> point, it was, that's not my long-term plan, <laughs> so I was already thinking of, of what next, and I remember just as soon as I voiced it of I want to start a bikini company they were like great you need to go for it this is something you need to do Here's some business books this is let me help you with this let me help you with this and once again as soon as I voiced it I was like okay well I told people I'm going to do it so now I have to do it Yeah. <laughs> so it was being very much a, a verbal commitment that kind of accountability thing of hey I said this is something I was going to do now I need to back that up
0: and you sound like you're quite driven as well. I think I'm very much the same. Like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to put my 100% into it until it works. <laughs> right? And we yeah. just kind of have to keep going. Yeah. And I think it's, it's... the
1: game.
0: Resilience. Yeah. Resilience, right? And that's what this podcast is about. And it's something that I think so many people just think, oh, it's not working. I'm going to try it for a year and it doesn't work. So I'm going to give up. So my next question is like how did that go how did you start off like how was the beginning of it even with mentors and like did you have challenges along the way how did how did that look how did that pan out for you
1: Oh, yeah. There were, I mean, there have always been challenges, and there were, will continue to be challenges. There's another great quote that is by Marie Forleo, and she says, Everything is figure outable. And I totally ascribe to that because you are always going to have things pop up that you are going to find to be insurmountable, but truly everything is figure outable. And so if you can live by that notion of, All right, maybe I'm stressed about this right now, but I'm going to take a step back and think about it in a fresh light later after I maybe have a little coffee break <laughs> <laughs> then I can come at it again because that's what's going to get you through the, the obstacles and overcome the, the hard times in the beginning it really was just putting one foot in front of the other and I was so naive I was only 23 at the time when I launched and I was I learned so much it's pretty incredible but I just kind of took it one day and one piece at a time and figured out things as we went along. But it was certainly and always has been obstacles along the way.
0: Yeah. So do you wanna give us maybe an example of, of one of those obstacles or and, and how you dealt with it, yeah. like how you got through it. Sure.
1: One that pops in my mind is we had a size run of bikinis so all my suits are made in the U.S. which I have a lot of pride in and I had found my manufacturer in Oregon and they're a really small shop and I hadn't once again have any design experience so I didn't know how to work with the factories name of (laughs) anything you're doing working with factories is communication 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 and actually that can apply to everything in your entire life be communicative (laughs) And so I kind of was just figuring out how to make the tech packs and like those are the build sheets that say how you should make bikinis and how to get the information to my factory. Long story short, we had a, a botched production run where everything came out like almost two sizes smaller than it should have. So the smalls were like an extra, extra small. <laughs> so everything was really tiny.
0: <laughs> Babies I still were.
1: have some of these bottoms. If anyone <laughs> needs like, but see the babies don't want to wear them because they're they're not gonna cover their little bums. But <laughs> anyway, they're too small. I was like, so awesome. <laughs> and that was a huge learning experience with okay, well I had assumed that this was going to come out like it was in my mind and we didn't communicate clearly enough on it. We also had a couple of little things happen that were outside of my control that ended up being too small in production. But anyway, we had all these really small bikinis and I just had to say okay well I have to communicate this with our customer that the sizing it might say a small on it but it's not actually a small and deal with the the repercussions with our with our retailers and just get them to try and sell it anyway yeah and then have make a blank game plan for moving forward so it's just to try and be open about it and explain what happened and kind of take ownership of the problem which was scary because I was kind of like ah, no communication around it I don't want to tell people but really the best way to go is to always admit to what has be transparent with your brand and admit to what's happening and so that was a, a big learning curve for us and something that we had to really figure our way through to to be to be able to sell products still
0: yeah yeah and I think um what you've said there around you know just just taking ownership and taking responsibility of what's happened and not blaming or shaming, you know, other people or something else for for what's going on is really important as well. It's something that I love to share with people is, you know, just take responsibility for it, whether you think it's your fault, whether you don't. Ultimately, you've just got to take responsibility and move forward and you get to learn from it and that's the best thing, right? Like, I mean, you would have learned so much from that, that small incident essentially for what you could do moving forward and how you can how you could grow or what you could design things differently which is awesome yeah Yeah. um so something that you said before was about your limiting beliefs and not believing in yourself enough that's also something I love to talk about like I love showing people that actually limiting beliefs are just a story that we tell ourselves and we don't have to Live that life out the way that we think that we should, but I'd love to know, like, what were your limiting beliefs, or maybe what they are still now, or have you got through them, and what you do to to get through that?
1: Mm -hmm. That's something that I'm really passionate about because it came up. No, I didn't figure it out initially, but over the course of having my business and just kind of working on my myself and growing, I've discovered, oh wow, I have these subconscious things that are definitely holding me back, and one way. So many beliefs well let me tell you what my first one was just having confidence that I could do it and being enough being successful and always not thinking that I was successful and really having these kind of fears around am I am I enough am I doing enough am I creating enough value am I delivering a good enough product not feeling like I am successful and it showed up in my business. In two very specific ways. And one was when I would introduce myself to people, and I wouldn't take really full ownership of, I'm the founder of a swimwear brand. It would be, and a professional kiteboarder, even too. Like, I, out of my professional kiteboard career, I would be like, well, yeah, I kiteboard and I make bikinis. And I wouldn't be like, <laughs> no, I'm a professional kiteboarder and I have a swimwear company and it's badass and you should check it out. Here's my card. Yeah. Like that would be like, really. <laughs> not having the verbiage around that and that was something I was like oh wow look I finally noticed that this is something that I'm not really Being projecting bold about. as well as I could yeah. and, I, and there's a um, I don't know who said this but it's don't be so humble you're not that cool this, this quote don't be so humble you're not that cool
0: I've heard that because,
1: too yeah have you heard that yeah. yeah and just saying like there's so many people doing so many making things it's awesome to just Say how great you are. It's like it's fine to project that a little bit and show your confidence to the world and shine your light because it gives other people permission to shine theirs and it gives gives you a chance to really show up and affect people and be inspiring. But if you're just kind of like yeah, yeah it's like no, you know, say what you're doing. Say <laughs> how awesome you are because maybe you're doing some great stuff. <laughs>
0: be bold, <laughs> hey.
1: Giving, yeah, be bold. So it's giving that permission, and you know, you don't need to be a jerk. And obviously. Being humble is, a, is a, a great attribute, but for me, I found for women in particular, we're really more, we're not as great with the confidence thing and not as great as projecting, you know, what we're doing and how badass we are. So that was, there was one way. And then, actually, the second way it showed up in my business is I didn't change my email from, I, I don't want to say, from my Gmail address to my at Scentsy Grace Bikinis until like four years into the business. So I'm in business for four years and literally on my card is a Gmail
0: address.
1: Like how professional is that? So I just laughed out because it's just like that was one way it was really showing up that I wasn't taking complete ownership and being really confident in what I was doing and what I was trying to do. And having all these like subconscious things around not being a great enough designer because I didn't have a background in that, not being a uh, businesswoman because I didn't have a background in that, not being successful because I didn't, you know, whatever arbitrary numbers of success, I wasn't hitting. And so that was really another way that I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. But it, it, it manifested in that way that it was really recognizable and was a call to action for me
0: to work on that. That's Awesome it's so funny about your email address i wouldn't even have thought <laughs> that i don't know like i don't know if i would even think oh she doesn't have sensi <laughs> that would be a thing but it's so funny that that comes up um so what have you done to to work through that and and get rid of those beliefs essentially because a lot of people have the same things i'm not enough i'm you know, I'm not good at this, I'm not good at that, I'm not a businesswoman. And there's so many opportunities that we get to actually take these days that if we did believe in, believe in ourselves that we would do it, we'd actually be able to take more opportunities on and, and do more with our lives. So how would you help our listeners, like what would you what would you be able to give them to try and get rid of those beliefs that they might have? Definitely
1: taking the time to write down what your limiting beliefs are, and do some storytelling around it. There's some great books that I read that help with that. One is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I love that book. That is, isn't that amazing. She's just yeah. She breaks it down to such a fun and easily accessible way of all these principles we're talking about. And then another is just um, doing the affirmations. That has really been key for me to keep bringing it top of mind that these things that I'm working on and keep manifesting, keep moving forward in, in how I'm able to show up and then allowing myself to take breaks and, and being conscious of the self-care that I need. I know kind of self-care is kind of like a buzzword type of idea with, anyway, I think it's really essential. <laughs> and for me, it was saying I need one full day off a week of not chugging email, not going on social media, really limiting the media consumption, and just focusing on fun things and not worrying about the business and stressing on that because you need to give yourself a mental break and get some mental clarity around it. And so that actually has been really helpful for me, just being like, hey, you know what? It's okay. I don't need to work on my business twenty four seven, and I'm still successful. And looking at how I want my life to look and that is not working
0: yeah (laughs) having some time to do the fun stuff
1: yeah it's so easy when you work for yourself you're like okay there's always something to do yeah the to-do list is never going to end people so don't live by that thing it's just going to keep going indefinitely until you until you're no longer on this planet
0: (laughs) yeah if we want to work 24 hours a day (laughs) Then we can. We actually yeah. could work 24 hours a day and just not sleep if we wanted to. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, anything so far, else? So, Sorry.
1: Yeah, I cut you off. Just, I mean, books, like I said, books are, have been really a good growth tool for me. And then um, the last thing I want to add is working with a business coach who's also kind of my therapist just kind of like a little combo (laughs) but she was really crucial in uncovering some limiting beliefs and just some stuff that I was like oh wow that's how that's what that's what happened in my childhood and that's why I feel this way now okay now I can now that I recognize it I can kind of start to change it and it's not like a magic potion I don't want to say that oh great yeah I'm, I'm amazing now and I don't have any issues no it's a work in progress so yeah. I'm constantly working on this stuff and I still don't feel like I'm killing it even though I feel like it looks like that on the outside but I tell myself I'm killing it and, and most days I can feel that way but it's not all the time <laughs>
0: yeah I think that's pretty normal I think not everyone feels like they're killing it all the time but it is a perception that we might have of other people that's for sure um, I love that. So have you got any other books that you would recommend apart from the Jensen Zero One? one?
1: That it helps specifically with that? I know I do, and I'm having a complete mind blank right now. I do like Gabby Bernstein.
0: Yep, the She's universe. Not as
1: accessible. Uh, it's a little bit more heady then the Jensen chair I really like the Jensen chair just because it's so easily digestible yeah but Gabby Bernstein talks a lot about that as well and then what I've just read
0: are you thinking The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby yep The Universe
1: Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein you've read it
0: yeah I'm reading it for the third time at the moment
1: (laughs) great
0: I love it yeah I love Um, that book
1: I also really like that the uh, Four Agreements
0: Ooh, have, have you read
1: The Four Agreements?
0: No. What's that book?
1: That is amazing. And it's if I could say The Four Agreements, one is don't take anything personally. Uh, two is don't make assumptions. So it's just four things that you should live by that will enable you to interact more in the world. And the don't take anything personally one is just so great because you can't control anybody else's acts. yeah. And all you can focus on yourself. So this is just a really good, guiding, kind of everyday living book to be able to interact better with the world and not get so stressed. Yeah.
0: Life would be pretty easy if everyone was super nice and lovely to us all the time. Yeah. Sadly, that's just Nothing not the case. You never had any problems? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. going yeah, <laughs> to <not gonna> happen. <laughs> oh, so good. So, cool. So um, another question that I'd love to ask is you know, have you had any breakthroughs along your journey? Is there anything that's happened that sort of made you go, boom, you know, okay, let's do this. Um, or yeah, really cause you to commit and just go all in.
1: That's a really great question because sometimes it can really feel like you're pushing this big boulder up a hill and you're never making any progress. And for me, it's more of a a constant reminder of feedback that I get from our customers. And it's more tracking of the wins consistently. I really keep a little, like, win document of great things that are happening along the way so that I can remind myself of, hey, oh, this is something that we did that's really awesome. I mean, certainly getting recognized for certain things and winning. I won a pitch competition last year, which was awesome. But for me, it's not so much the big breakthrough moments as the... Looking at and taking time to celebrate the wins along the way, and then keeping a little folder of great things people say, reviews, awesome things we've done, little awards we've done, various media that I can constantly refer to and remind myself of, so that I can keep keep going. Yeah, that's a trick for keeping going.
0: And I think so. So many of us like we're really hard on ourselves a lot. I think maybe especially as women that. We, we never actually look back and see where we've come from. When sometimes we, all we need to do is go back six months, a year, maybe two or three years and look where we were and see where we've come from there to actually realise, wow, like look at you, like look at you go now. And it might be so small and so in- insignificant that we don't notice it along the way. But when you look back to a certain amount of time... You can just be like, wow, that's amazing. And I think so many of us, we're so tough on ourselves all the time when actually we could just give ourselves a little bit of love and support ourselves and just be nice to ourselves a little bit more and we could, you know, we could love ourselves so much more and be there. Um, In order to do that for other people as well, I think that's so important that we have to be able to support ourselves and love ourselves enough so that we can give that and move that on to to support others in whatever they're doing as well. So that's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. So, I mean, your story is amazing. I think it's uh-huh. so cool that obviously you've now got a brand. Um, you still, you're still competing, hey, as well. Uh-huh. Do you travel quite a lot? I do.
1: Certainly not as much as I used to, but I definitely travel probably probably four months out of the year kind of doing various trips here and there so yes and I and I love traveling it's so I I keep it I want to keep that lifestyle and maintain that but it certainly is a balance when you're trying to build and grow a company
0: yeah for sure
1: Getting, mm-hmm.
0: and how do you how do you work with that balance like how do you figure out a good a good balance for yourself
1: I tune in to how I'm feeling a lot, but I also really have systems in place. (laughs) Yeah. Just really focusing on, and this is not always easy to find, but what are going to be the needle movers in the business and just trying to get better at delegating everything else or eliminating everything else and just focusing on where you are going to be most effective. And so... I have, you know, at the beginning of the year, do a lot of goal setting, do a lot of breaking down of the calendars and try and chunk everything down between these big things we're going to do for the year into small, small pieces until we can kind of get to the day-to-day. It sounds easy to do. And if you take enough time, it it won't be that, that overwhelming, but sometimes you can get really lost in the weeds still and are just trying to figure out where you're going. But I really have to prioritize that in the business and then on the water as well I make sure that I'm scheduling in times to kiteboard and have fun because if I'm not focusing on what I'm doing when I'm on the water, I can kind of lose track and then I'm not progressing. And so with the competing side of it, it's being very focused with what I'm doing in my time on the water and then same same thing in the business. So just trying to have clear goals for what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And I guess you always...
1: Sorry, Flirt. No, you're good. <laughs> I was just gonna say sometimes just throw that out the window. Just who cares? Just you do have to do that one time. Just, have fun. <laughs> just Jeez, <no. laughs> have
0: fun. And everything else will work itself out, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes it can feel so overwhelming, don't you think, to say, okay, you gotta have all your goals set for the year and you gotta do this. And you do you do because it works, but I also think that it's totally okay to just say, you know what, I'm going to take the day off
0: and I'm going to go do this, or I'm just going to, you know, have a margarita. To get <laughs> That's what <you're> <laughs> yes, get the margaritas going. Um, <laughs> I think you're so right in the fact that so many of us get caught up in the, in the goal setting and, and where we're meant to be and forget that actually we need to live life as well. Because if we're not having fun and we're not doing what we love and what we enjoy, then everything just becomes more stressful and we don't actually have fun with, with our work and what we're doing. Whereas if we can be grateful for, for that as well as having fun, then it's like a win-win situation again.
1: And, and that's the true balance, right? Is being able to identify your goals and where you want to get to and have an action plan to get there, but also enjoy the moment. Yeah. I mean, that's really the the true key is saying, okay, great. I'm always going to stretch and grow because that's what we do as humans and that gets you to the next level. But really having fun with where you're at and acknowledging that, hey, I've got a pretty great life right here and this is awesome and these are the fun things I'm going to do today to really enjoy it. If you're not having fun in your business.
0: Agreed. Maybe, yeah. And I think as well like you need to be super grateful like I love the fact that you use gratitude in in your morning routine and I do the same is being grateful for whatever small wins that you've got on a day to day basis or a monthly basis because if you can't be grateful for the small things then when the big things happen you're not going to be grateful for them either and I love that Uh for sure so one last question I'd love to ask and this could be um as an athlete or as a business owner, either way, what's one of the scariest things that you've had to do? And how did you get through it?
1: Great question. (laughs) I always find competing to be scary. (laughs) Uh, Initially, when I first started competing, it was just it was going back to that same thing. of not feeling good enough. Not feeling like okay, just like I deserve to be there. Not feeling like I could, even though I could. Yeah. <laughs> so that to me was that has been the scariest thing in kiting. I mean, given I've had some bad mirrors, and though they're always scary. <laughs> so, but that's situational. And in business, the scariest thing that it's just always. You know what it is, Flora? It's reinvesting in the business every production run. It's saying, okay, I'm going to set down because we do one production run a year, so it's a huge chunk of money that we pay into production, yeah. which is great because then we, you know, produce suits so that we can sell them. But that's always a recommittal and a re, like, okay, here we go again. Now, we, you know, we're gearing up to do the whole process over of telling the story, selling the suits, getting people on board, and what I hope is spreading love and positivity in an awesome, empowering way, that's not always going to resonate in that way, but it's really putting the money down to, to keep going.
0: Okay, cool. And um, how, how do you sort of get yourself through that period, whether that's that, that period of obviously investing or even just that period of being scared when you're out on the water?
1: Just telling yourself that you can do it and looking at where you want to get to because you're never going to get somewhere unless you try. And so you... It's, and it's not a failure either. It's like, something doesn't work out. I really believe that it's not a failure. It's a learning experience. We have so much... We always tout all of everybody winning everything and celebrate the, the superstars around the world. But I think really who we should be looking to are the people that are trying over and over again and that keep getting up even though they're having struggles and maybe they are haven't gotten to the superstar point yet, but they're willing to put themselves out there and try. And so it's it's not really an option for me to give up. I haven't gotten so deep down in any of the sports or the other business where I'm like, okay, well I wanna give up. But I can acknowledge that, you know, it's not giving up. It's just I'm deciding to do something else because we're trying things and we're continuing to push ourselves and we're continuing to grow and I'm learning. And that's the key point. So
0: keep going, keep trying. That's so good. I love it. That's so awesome. I think, yeah, not seeing your failures as, as failures and actually just stepping stones to where you're getting to next is something I talk about a lot as well. It's something... So many people just bash themselves down and just get really sad in the fact that they think that they're failing, whereas actually it's just, they're just moving forward and the fact that they are moving forward means that they're going to be, you know, there's going to be challenges put in front of them and the fact that they can get through that is a win, like it's a massive win.
1: Yeah, I mean even just showing up to try because what what are you going to do, not try? Yeah. if you don't try you're certainly not going to get anywhere but right. if you do try you already in my mind really let's say quote unquote succeeded and once again I just say okay let's kind of like you know let's stop focusing on just the succeeding with the win so much let's enjoy the process and acknowledge that you are growing as a human and you are trying to do something awesome
0: yeah love it awesome. <laughs> so good yeah. it's awesome cool yeah. okay well that's pretty much everything that I would love to cover question-wise with you. Um, what I'd love to ask is, what can our listeners do for you? What What is it that they can do to support you in the next phases coming up?
1: I actually have a great ask for the listeners, and thank you so much for allowing me to ask this. But you guys, we're transitioning all of our swimwear to recycled fabrics for 2020 and every season beyond that. So we've always had environmental sustainability at the core of the business, but we haven't been able to use 100% recycled fabrics. So rekin, fishing nets, and recycled plastic bottles. But for 2020, we have taken the plunge and we've decided, okay, no more. Can we not use non-virgin materials? We need to recommit to increase sustainability, increase transparency, increase ethics, ethics in the business, and therefore, on September 23rd, we're launching an Indiegogo campaign for pre-orders for our 2020 line, which will be entirely made from ocean plastics and reclaimed fishing nets, which are two of the biggest pollutants in our oceans today, and therefore, um, listeners can go support that. That would be huge, and uh, maybe we can put the link in the show notes. Absolutely. You can also visit FancyGravesBikinis.com. And then find us on
0: Instagram at Sensi Bikinis and at Sensi Graves. Awesome. That's so cool as well. I love it. I just love everything about it. I'm going to get <laughs> one of your bikinis. I'll be, I'll be rocking it when next time I go kite surfing. If only the water was slightly warmer in New Zealand. <laughs> oh thanks so much for coming on it's been really really amazing to have you with us today and learn from everything that's going on in your life and it'll be cool to have you on again in a year and see where you're going and how all the bikinis are getting on and your new launch too I'm excited for you I'm really excited for you so thank you for coming and sharing all your wisdom with us Thank you. I'm so stoked to be here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's awesome. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and head on over to iTunes or your favorite podcast listener and give us a five-star review. Don't forget to join our free Facebook community called She's Unshakable, where we get to share our tips and tricks and experiences with building courage, resilience, and belief in ourselves. I look forward to meeting you in there.